Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. All right, and we are live. Good morning, everyone. It's me, the Grill Economist, coming to you live. And uh, this morning, we have a special, special, special broadcast. We have Harley Schlanger with us, a man who needs no introduction. And we have a very special guest all the way from Italy. He is from the European Parliament over there. And he is uh, he is someone who has his finger to the pulse of what's going on in Italy uh, we have Marco Zani with us, and we are happy and excited to have him on. So, gentlemen, without further ado, Harley, uh, why don't you uh, lead us in this? Uh, uh, Marco, Harley, both of you guys, welcome. Thanks, welcome, everyone. Now, I, I just think people need to know a little bit about Marco, who's a, a member of the European Parliament uh, from Italy. Uh, he's an independent. He has been with various political movements in Italy, and, and he's Closer, I'd say at this point, although Marco, you can uh, tell us yourself, but I think closer to the League and the leader Salvini. But what's happened in Italy, as I reported last week, is there, there's been a complete panic introduced into the European Union bureaucrats by the Italian government coming in and insisting that the Italian people be represented by the government instead of the government being a puppet of Brussels. So, Marco, the, your government was just uh, passed with a vote in the uh, uh, lower house two days ago and then yesterday from the Senate. Uh, the Prime Minister Conte won a confidence vote. And uh, why don't you take it from there? Tell us what's happening and, and the importance of this in terms of shaping the fight inside the European Union. Yeah, good morning, everyone. And thank you very much for, for this opportunity to explain what, what is happening uh, in Italy, what will happen and what uh, has happened and what happened in the in the last weeks uh, when uh, negotiations about forming new government uh, was ongoing were ongoing. Uh, first of all, uh, finally, we have a government that uh, represents the willingness of uh, Italian people. Uh, Italian people voted for a, a change in the fourth March March election and. Uh, uh, Finally, they supported two parties that uh, are called or supposed to be uh, against the system, uh, the so-called populists or Eurosceptics or Eurocritics, as they call us here in, in, in Brussels uh, and in, in the European institution. It's the first time uh, in a European Union uh, country and in one of the founding member uh, states of the European Union, as Italy is, that uh, uh, full populist government uh, takes the lead. So th that's very important and uh, it's a, a sort of political revolution, not only in Italy, but in the whole European Union. And for sure, this will affect uh, the future of the 
European project and uh, the future development of the European integration. The, the approach of this new government uh, to Brussels will be completely different from the one that the previous Italian government, starting from the technocratic uh, government led by uh, former commissioner for internal market Mario Monti had in the past, and uh, uh, it will be more focused on what our constitution states uh, uh, on jobs and growth. So it will be a completely different approach to the European institution. The focus will be more on the national interest, on the benefits for Italian citizens than the benefits for Brussels technocrats. So that's the first point, and that's why, in my view, uh, European elites are worried about this government and uh, uh, try to do um, uh, everything to stop this government to take place. So that's that. That's a very important point. Uh, we have won the first battle against the European elites that supported the wrong and disastrous policies uh, in the European Union and in Italy in the last eight years. Yeah, that's that's very important, and, and I think Americans don't know much about it. And, and I'd like to take up a couple of aspects here. Uh, the the new finance minister yesterday spoke, and one of the things he said is that in order to reduce the deficit, we're not going to use austerity. We're going to increase growth. Why don't you say a little bit about that, Marco? Because I know you've been fighting for this kind of approach for a long time. Yeah, uh, as I said, it's a completely different approach. The austerity policies, so cutting the um, the government balance, uh, reducing the deficit, uh, and uh, uh, doing and proposing uh, policies that uh, have restricted the capacity, the spending capacity of Italian citizens, uh, shifting from from those policies that have bring uh, have brought. Uh, um, let's say uh, regression and economic harm to European people and to Italian people from those policies to policies that are more focused on growth. Uh, and the new approach of the finance minister will be to revive growth, to boost growth through public investment. We will have and we will present a huge program of public investment in infrastructures for Italy, for the benefit of Italy, for the benefit of Italian citizens, and also for the benefit of Europe, because a healthy Italy, a, a country that could revive growth, is a benefit also for the rest of Europe. So that, that's the new approach, and uh, what the uh, new finance ministers uh, stated yesterday has been very important in showing that uh, uh, we want a strong change in the economic policies uh, at the Italian level and the, at the European Union level. So stop austerity, stop trying to boost private investment through uh, financial engineering as the Juncker plan for investment was, delivering no results for, for growth, for infrastructures investment, and so on. and going on with uh, uh, more expansive fiscal policies to support uh, growth of, of public and private investment, especially in infrastructures. So th that's the first point. And uh, 
how can we support uh, these new policies? So another point very important for this government will be to create uh, a sort of national investment, public investment bank that will support the government and private institutions in delivering uh, uh, strong investments in infrastructures to, uh, to benefit and to improve the uh, infrastructures that we have now in Italy. Because uh, uh, if you look at the data, not only in, in my country, but pretty much in the whole European Union, uh, investment in infrastructures dropped quickly and dramatically since, have dropped quickly and dramatically since uh, 2008, since the financial crisis. And the results is that the uh, deterioration in our infrastructures impacted negatively our economies, our growth. So that's our starting point. Public investment program in infrastructure supported by a national investment bank. Now, Marco, one of the other points that the uh, new prime minister Conte brought up in his speech the other day was banking separation. And this is something that you've campaigned for all over Europe. You came to the U.S. Congress to support Glass-Steagall. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about this, because I think this is also one of the reasons the European Union was so upset uh, about the initial finance minister-designate Savona, uh, because he was a very big supporter of Glass-Steagall, and the European banking crisis is uh, continuing, and the EU bureaucracy is defending the banks that are filled with debt while cutting the credit that should go to what you're talking about, investment in infrastructure and, and uh, jobs. Yes, uh, banking separation was one of the uh, points uh, of, uh, of the programs of both the League and the Five Star. So it was very easy to put this point in the common program that we drafted uh, uh, before setting up the, the government. And it's a pillar uh, of, of our program because, uh, um, as you were saying, the situation of, of the banking industry in the European Union and especially in the Eurozone is dramatic. What is happening to uh, banking giants such as uh, uh, Deutsche Bank is the proof that what we have done in the European Union about banking regulation was completely wrong. We focused too much and ineffectively to set up instrument to uh, create buffers to absorb the effects uh, of a financial crisis. We did nothing about creating instrument to prevent financial crisis. And this point, banking separation is exactly uh, the first step in changing also the approach to banking regulation in Italy and hopefully in the European Union, shifting the focus from creating uh, useless instruments to uh, absorb the effects uh, of financial crisis uh, towards creating instruments to prevent financial crisis in a more effective way. And banking separation is the first pillar in this way. And we, it, it will be very important at this point also to secure the Italian banking system that today is suffering too much uh, due to uh, the economic crisis that we suffered uh, uh, in, in the past years 
and the wrong banking regulation that we agreed at the European Union level. Now, on, on this point, just to follow this through a little bit, the, uh, the, the, the bureaucrats in Brussels essentially threatened Italy. Uh, I think it was Juncker and others who said, we will punish you if you take these measures. And one of the things that happened is they stopped purchasing Italian bonds. Uh, if this happens, do you foresee a possibility that Italy will, that the government will move to a referendum or something to possibly leave the Eurozone? Uh, I think that, uh, um, as you may know, the uh, Eurozone project uh, uh, has not delivered uh, a, in uh, creating a prosperous uh, Europe through a common currency. So it's clear that uh, the Italian government if, will be forced by action uh, uh, of the European institution to decide between exiting the euro or accepting the Troika, I think that we will decide for exiting the euro. That, that, that's pr pretty clear. So if they will force us through stopping buying uh, the, uh, the BTP, the Italian treasuries, uh, or uh, stopping liquidity flows from the ECB to our banking system, uh, it, it's clear that we cannot accept this undemocratic approach that the European institution used with Greece. So Italy is not Greece. We are the one founding member of the, of the European Union project. Uh, we are the third economy. After the Brexit, we will be the third economy of the European Union. We are... Uh, too big to fail. So if they will push us outside the Eurozone, it's clear that, that uh, we will do it to protect our country, to protect our system, and to protect uh, our people. So that, that, that's pretty, pretty clear. We cannot accept the Troika and the ESM program. Uh, so th that's pretty clear. Having said that, uh, there is no point in our common program about exiting the euro. So this government will not pursue policies for exiting the euro. So uh, we are asking a new approach, totally different approach, especially in the socio-economic uh, model that is behind uh, the European Union project. We are asking for more space to uh, uh, foster and prop up growth jobs and investments, if the European institution will force us or will try to blackmail us, uh, bringing, uh, uh, trying to, to shut down our banking system, trying to stop the, stopping the ECB in buying our bonds, then we will react uh, uh, in the best way and in the interest of European citizens. And if there will be to take a decision between exiting the euro or uh, having the Troika in Rome, it, it's pretty clear that this government uh, will choose the first option. And I assume that would have the support of the Italian people even more now after the first time the European Union tried to get President Mattarella to uh, shut down the new government. Yeah, that, that, that's clear because uh, uh, accordingly to polls today, Italy is the country where uh, the support uh, 
for, for the euro and the European Union project is uh, at the lowest level compared to other European countries. And I hope that in the case that we will be forced to, to leave uh, the, the, the euro and to drop out of the euro, we will have also the support uh, of the US administration because uh, what is happening uh, in, 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 uh, in the eurozone and the policies pushed by, by Germany with this huge current account surplus and trade surplus that is clear, a macroeconomic imbalance that is harming uh, not only the eurozone, but, but also the US. So I, I hope that we will have the support uh, also of uh, uh, one of our important uh, um, uh, friends as, as the US are, uh, in uh, um, in clearing uh, the macroeconomic imbalances that the euro is creating in Europe. The euro is creating uh, a sort of balkanization of European countries. So uh, that's a point uh, in, in which the US have to, to take a, a sort of, of uh, position and they, the Trump administration is taking a strong position against the disruptive policies pursued by Germany. And uh, I'm sure that you have noticed the declaration statement by the US ambassador to, to Berlin. He clearly said that the Trump administration will, will react uh, against this uh, imbalance and they will support uh, so-called populist parties that are proposing a different approach, a, a more cooperative, and balanced approach for the European Union project. V, I have a couple of quick questions, and I'll turn it back to you. Yeah. Uh, on this question you just brought up about the the uh, U.S. role and, and so on, there's an interesting development. The last couple of days, President Putin was in Austria. The Austrians were threatened by the EU uh, when they brought in their new government, and they basically said, we're going to do what the Austrian people voted for, one of the things they're talking about is uh, voting against the sanctions uh, against Russia. And I know that's also part of the, the program of the new government. Uh, is, do you think this will come up in the, in the next weeks? I know the Austrians take over the presidency of the EU, and, and they're talking about bringing that up. Is that a question for me or, or Marco? No, that was for Marco. Ah, sorry, uh, I I didn't get it because uh, I thought that it was for for your uh, colleague. Yeah, Can I, you just, just reassume it? I'm just asking about the question of sanctions against Russia. That ah, the okay, Austrian okay. government is talking about opposing it. Your new government doesn't want to continue the sanctions. What do you think is going to happen on that issue? This is another important point of of our program since Italy has been. Uh, uh, negatively affected by uh, sanctions against US, we will propose uh, a more positive approach uh, and uh, a progressive lifting uh, uh, of uh, sanctions uh, uh, against Russia. Because uh, we will ask also to the US and Trump administration to, uh, to, to keep the dialogue open with, with Russia. And we hope that that uh, um, uh, after the meeting uh, last week of, of the uh, German Chancellor Merkel and the future meetings that I hope the new Italian Prime Minister will have with, uh, with Putin, 
uh, Europe uh, will be able to change its view on, on Russia and on sanctions and also to be the mediator between the Trump administration and Russia in order to create a cooperative uh, approach in solving foreign policy issues. It's clear that, uh, as I said, uh, Italian businesses and especially our agricultural sector has been have been strongly affected uh, by by the sanctions and counter sanctions by by Russia. We lost uh, only in the agricultural industry more than 10 billion per year in export to Russia. So we want just a different approach that can, uh, uh, um, let's say, protect Italian businesses, protect our citizens, and uh, um, that could lower the international tensions that are rising, not only in Russia, but also in the Middle East. And I think the Trump administration would agree with you on that, because after all, the whole reason behind the Russiagate attacks on President Trump was to prevent him from working with Putin. And now it does appear as though the possibility of a Putin-Trump summit is back on the agenda. Marco, my final question. I believe you were just recently in China. And the Chinese also are very active in Europe, although they're, again, the same Brussels bureaucrats that are carrying out anti-democratic assaults on, on your country and other countries, seem to want to keep the Chinese out. Uh, what was your impression in China, and, and what do you think the future prospects are for Chinese-Italian cooperation? Yes, it was a very nice trip organized by one of my friends there that is a professor at the New York University in, in Shanghai, and it is also one of the uh, main expert of China in an uh, 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 EU-Chinese relationship in, uh, in Italy. And I was really impressed by the progress of, of this country and by the opportunity that Italy and, and Europe could have uh, cooperated with, uh, with China. Matteo Salvini uh, showed a strong interest in uh, developing uh, um, channel of communication with China and the Chinese government. And uh, I, I remember that before the election, he said that uh, um, uh, one of uh, his first trips uh, outside the European Union as a, a representative of the Italian government would have been in China. So I think that in the next month, he will organize Chinese tour to develop uh, um, connections between the Chinese government and the new Italian government. We want uh, a multilateral um, systems, and uh, we want to develop better relations with Chinese uh, government and with Chinese businesses in the common benefit, both for, for China and for the European Union and Italy. It's clear that we have to protect our economy by uh, unfair uh, practices, but, but I think that we can uh, find common benefits in cooperating with, with China uh, especially on uh, uh, initiative to create development in uh, Africa, to cooperate with, with China in, in uh, investing in uh, for, for the development of Africa. And in this way, uh, we will benefit also uh, in solving uh, uh, one of the main problems that is affecting Italy 
and and the European Union, that is uh, uh, the, the management of, of migration flows. If the European Union will cooperate with China uh, in uh, uh, making Africa a better place to live, investing money there, uh, supporting uh, African people with our know-how, supporting them with financing, then I think that we'll, we will save a lot of money that today we are spending to managing uh, uh, migrants and migration flows coming from, from this continent. Well, Marco, uh, I want to thank you for being on. I know V has a couple of questions, but I think this this situation is, is an extremely important one, and, and you and uh, Salvini and the, the parties in, in the two parties, the Liga and the Five Star Movement, should be commended for the courage in standing up against the unelected bureaucrats of, of Brussels. So, V, you have a couple of questions? Yes, absolutely. Marco, my question to you and to all those that are listening out there that are in the EU uh, that are struggling with this, what would be the biggest message that you would want to send those citizens that are out there uh, that, uh, that have felt the absolute burden and pain uh, initiated to them by Brussels what would be your message of freedom to not only the EU, heck, even to the whole world? Because what Italy is doing is so inspiring. It's inspiring. It's it it gives all of us great joy. And those of us who love freedom, who love the 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 the, the, the beauty of sovereignty, we're all here in the United States. We're all cheering for you guys. So it's so. So happy to see what's happening in Italy. What would be your message, Marco? Yeah, thank you very much for, for your support. We we need it because uh, the, the media are against this government. The mainstream media are, are uh, really uh, having a, a terrible approach to this government. But but we are we are happy to have uh, uh, so much people supporting us also outside Italy. What will be uh, my, my message to people that uh, are asking for a more democratic and uh, fair world? That uh, uh, change is possible. Uh, what happened uh, in the world in the last two, three years was impressive in showing that people are fostering and pushing for a change to the socio-economic model that uh, uh, was in place uh, since uh, the 80s, not only in Europe, not only in Italy, but in the world. This socioeconomic system harmed people and affected negatively the uh, the 99% percentage of, of people uh, in the world and benefited only the 1% wealthy persons. So change is possible. After uh, the victory of Trump in the US, after the Brexit, after the Italian elections and the first uh, Euroskeptic, full Eurosceptic government in Europe, it's clear that something will change. So change is possible and uh, we will save democracy against the people that try to shape policies in the European Union, in Italy, for the benefit uh, of the elites and uh, uh, negatively impacting the interest of common people and of the other 99% of the citizens outside there. That's, uh, we are winning a, a battle over the other. 
and uh, we are still uh, fighting the the war. But as I said, what happened in the last three years in the world was impressive in showing that change is possible. And that a very important things to, to say to, to people outside there that the nation states is the space for democracy, creating bureaucratic, undemocratic and complex sovereign institutions will arm and is harming democracy. Uh, making possible that the ECB and uh, the so-called markets, so private investors, will uh, um, will prevent uh, a sovereign state to form a, a legitimate government that has been voted by people. That's not democracy. And uh, having a system that allows this to happen is completely dysfunctional and against democracy. So we have to restore democracy. We are doing it. And the Italian elections and the new Italian government is just another step to our goal. And, and I think that, that the world in the next three, five years will change again dramatically and we will be able to restore sovereignty and to restore democracy, especially in Europe and in the European Union. Marco, very well said. Very well said. And folks, if you're listening, we are still in the middle of our exit as well. We're said no to the bureaucracy of Washington, D.C. We said no to the crazy globalist policies that have been running much of the Western world. And just as, as Italy's doing it, and just as they're showing the rest of the world what can be done, that they are an unstoppable force, that they're not going to be sidetracked by a prime minister, they're not going to be sidetracked by an unelected bureaucrat. Folks, 2018 midterm elections are around the corner. Now's the time more than ever. And let that, that battle cry that we've seen in Italy, Viva Italia, let that ring in our hearts as we go to the voting booths come the midterms of 2018 elections and vote out every single congressman and senator who's been resistant to the will of the people. Every globalist needs to be voted out. Every bureaucrat needs to be voted out. It is time for us to cut down and bring down to size our government. Italy is showing us the way forward. Let's look at them as inspiration. Let's look at them as motivation. And let's look at them as partners, as, as brothers and sisters in this fight against globalism, against the, the dictates of unelected bureaucrats. And once again, Harley and Marco, thank you so much for joining us and giving us this inspirational message. Our hearts are with you. Our prayers are with you. We want to thank you for being on. Godspeed to both of you. Thank you. And Marco, I'll see you soon. Thank you very much again. And good luck for the midterm election. It will be important uh, to, to have another strong message from, from the U.S. Yes, absolutely. And with that being said, CJ, take it away. <laughs> 